picture doesn't kind of do it justice, but um, I succumbed. Okay, so did we, yeah, okay. The tree is up. Okay, okay. It was bearable this year. Um, Chantelle wasn't in the house, to be honest, at the time. <laughs> so, um, yes, there it is. What a... Yes, I know. I did the tree and the lights. That's the deal. That's what we do, dear. So, uh, there it is. What a fine, monumental piece of construction and... Um, decoration. And here's the thing, you, you folks like to use them Facebook and you post it up there, well we get to put it up in church, so there you go. So if you'd like to get your, your keypads out and click like now, that would be, that would be tremendous and any comments, um, speak to Chantel. So here we are, we're, we're week two of uh, the series, we've called it Receive the Blessing as we do focus on Christmas. As we do focus on Jesus, because this, he's the, he's the meaning for the season. Isn't that the cheesy quote? The reason for the season, what a talk. Uh, so, as we count down, this is our time. This is the time when we get to celebrate Jesus, our Savior, who comes to us. Comes to us at this time. So we're using the historic church calendar of the four Sundays uh, of Advent. And I think so many of you enjoyed the picture of John Noakes. Uh, and the jippy um, can, advent calendar thing with the four coat hangers and the four candles. So we're on, we're, we, we've lit a second candle. We're on week two. And this sermon series is about us deeply experiencing the love of Jesus. And I'll say that again. It's about deeply experiencing the love of Jesus. Because we do celebrate the baby Jesus and his coming. The story which is... Just incredible story. But it's about us now, today, all those years later, experiencing his love. And last week we talked about receiving the blessing that Jesus was the way to the Father. And this morning we want to focus our attention that Jesus, as we receive the blessing of the Prince of Peace. Peace is something that we long for at Christmas. For many of us, Christmas is far from peaceful, right? But it is a time where we long for to experience peace. And it's associated with it, obviously, because Jesus came that we might have peace. And one special Christmas, exactly 100 years ago this year, something truly remarkable took place on the battlefields of the Western Front. And I hope this works with sound. Maybe I should have told you that we were having this. We don't have sound, do we? What, a, what another silly Billy that I am today. Never mind. Well, there's, there's a, a lovely video. Maybe I'll sing along to it. Um, that really has just backfired. Basically, oh, we have. Burger can do everything. I light a candle to our love In love our problems disappear But all in all we soon discover That one and one is all we long to hear 
give them all we can till the war is won. Then will the work be done? Help them to learn songs of joy instead of burn, baby burn. Let us show them how to play the vibes of anymore there. I, I remember this song actually as a young person, Paul McCartney, and uh, I, I dare say there's many folks in the room that remember Paul McCartney when he first started his career. Sorry, that, well, I thought I was going to go down better, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so there we go. So there we are, 100 years ago. The, the story of uh, the Allied forces, the Germans, they come out of their trenches into no man's land. It's bit in the middle and they exchange gifts. And they played, or they, supposedly they played football together. And uh, they, they actually experienced the time of actually singing together, singing Christmas carols together at that time. You just think at Christmas, only at Christmas, that during that awful atrocity, that, that for a period of time, that both sides would experience peace. And really the message I want to speak this morning and share with you is that peace... <coughs> isn't just for the season, isn't just for that brief encounter, that pre brief moment when we just stop, that peace is something that can be and should be experienced uh, throughout all of our time. The scripture is this, for us, and this is from the prophet Isaiah who speaks many, many years before Jesus, uh, but speaking uh, towards his coming. For us, uh, a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. A child was born, a son was given, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. We want to celebrate this, this Christmas, that we would receive the blessing of the Prince of Peace. And folks, I, I feel a wee bit funny this morning because this is a sermon that I need to hear. This is a sermon that I need to be sitting there and have someone teach. And sometimes, you know, when you prepare these things, when they're really close to your heart, it's, it's, it's encouraging, but it's also quite difficult too. And, and uh, 
And I dare say that as this is something really for me to hear, I am sure that there are many others that this will resonate with also. You see, peace is a matter of the heart, a settled heart, regardless of circumstances, regardless of what's going on around you, regardless of the way that you're wired, regardless of your past mistakes or your future fears, peace is something that we can have and that we carry. And Jesus longs to bring that peace to us, not just this Christmas, but throughout our lives. Jesus is the Prince of Peace who stills our hearts. This is the first thing. There's three points I briefly want to make this morning. I've kept my feet on the ground. I've cultivated a quiet heart like a baby's mother, uh, like a baby content in his mother's arms. My soul is a baby's content. Last week we spoke about Jesus is the way to the Father and I shared about just the joy uh, of, of being able to draw alongside our own children when they're distressed, when they're fearful, when they're uptight, when they're uh, experiencing a lack of peace. And sometimes it's enough just to hold them. You, you don't nearly need to communicate anything, but it's nearly enough to do that. And you know, it was quite, uh, maybe it was for this morning, but literally last night with two of our three children, I did just this. Uh, both of them were really startled by things that they'd seen. One of them on a film that they'd watched earlier and one from an advert that they'd watched. And it really, really kind of disturbed them and they were really unsettled. And with both of them, literally within about 15 minutes of each other, I lay with them in bed and I just held them and I prayed with them. And I prayed with them the, the way that we're going to pray later today. And I just said, can I pray? And, and, I, and I just put my hand on them here and I was just like, just God, just come. Just come, just draw near. Just be present. Just be present. And, and now, Lord, just bring your peace. And, uh, and, and that was it. That was all it simply was. And it was like as a father, but bringing the father through the prince of peace. Both children settled just remarkably. It was just amazing. And again, I... I I make myself quite vulnerable from times, and here I am. So last Sunday night at Deeper, our, uh, our second service that we have once a month, um, I, I was at the back. I was kind of, those of you who come, you know that we kind of split the room. We use these gym beams, and we kind of meet in this space. And, uh, and I sat at the back there because I have to sort of watch out the doors. No one funny kind of comes in or anything like that. And uh, I sat there as the worship was going, I was sort of worshipping, and I was just like, God, I just need you. I need to be fathered. That was what I was praying. I was just, God, I need to be fathered. I need you to father me. And I was really sort of vulnerable, and uh, I was just, I was in tears. I was just in tears on my own before the Lord, on the bench, not in front of you, because now I'm telling you all. And, and, and I'm just saying, that's what I need. I just need personally to experience his peace and so here's the thing being your pastor together with Chantel we have this trusted and amazing position that we're that we're in that we get to know about your lives and we know about lots of your lives not that we go prying but it's part and parcel of what we do is doing life and sharing lives together and the thing that 
just blows me away is this, that we know many of your circumstances aren't a bed of roses. It's not easy. Life is difficult. It throws difficult things at you. And the thing that really strikes me and blows me away is seeing your courage. You amaze me that despite the circumstances, regardless of the storm or the things that you're in in life, you cling on and you hold on to Jesus, the Prince of Peace, who calms the storm and brings you peace. It inspires us to do the same. Secondly, Jesus is the Prince of Peace who opens our eyes. When Jesus came into the world that Christmas, the world there was in utter turmoil. A conquering empire was crushing his people under the weight of its occupancy within the land. He also entered at a time that the very people that were meant to be bringing life to others, the very people that were meant to be communicating about God's grace and favor to them, were the ones that were uh, creating rule after rule after rule and barrier after barrier after barrier to stop people actually getting into right relationship with God. And despite these two massive driving forces in the culture in that time, Jesus did not turn a blind eye. He turned and he looked into the heart of man and woman, the very people that needed him and needed rescued. And he saw that they were image bearers of the king himself. He saw them as value treasures, the process. He saw beauty in the pain and in brokenness. And remember our recent series about the kingdom, about this beautiful mess that Jesus came and he entered into our world at that time, into our beautiful mess. And it's what he does. He calls us, the Prince of Peace opens our eyes to see where peace is needed. And it says there, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And in this room, there are many peacemakers, many people where you will go into situations, into homes, into communities, into places where there's great brokenness. Why? To bring peace, to bring the peacemaker into those situations and circumstances, to bring peace. And for some of you, it is going to be like the two tribes. The two tribes of bringing the two tribes of this nation together. Why? For peace. For peace. And there's peacemakers in this room. And I urge you and I encourage you to be, to go and play the pipes of peace. And then thirdly, Jesus is the Prince of Peace who delivers us from fear. Fear is what the enemy sows into our hearts. And for many of us, it begins at an early age. Something happens. Something's created. And that thing at an early age, as we get older, as we get bigger, it manifests itself into bigger and more restrictive behavior. And it's driven by fear. Fear leads to strife and suffering and anxiety. But the Prince of Peace came to deliver us from fear. How? How? By practicing the presence of God. By being in his presence. The Lord your God is with you. Remember at Christmas, Emmanuel. Emmanuel is God with us. 
The Lord your God is with you. He's the mighty warrior who saves. He will take delight in you. His love will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. God is with you. He's a mighty warrior. I'm not into boxing, but who is, give me the name of a really good boxer at the minute. Carl who? Carl Frampton. There you go. Carl Frampton, apparently. Now, if I'm walking down Carrick High Street, I'm on my own, and there's a bunch of lads, big lads, they've had a few beers, they've come out of the bar, I'm beginning to feel a little bit intimidated at that point. They throw a few comments across to me, start giving me dirty looks, I'm beginning to feel pretty fearful at that point, right? You would. I'm walking down the street and I've got my mate Carl around beside me. I'm walking with a puffed out chest, like, come out, come on, have a go if you think you're hard enough. Okay, and there's a difference. I've got Carl on my side. God is with us. So whatever the fear is, and the fear looks different and is different to different people depending on what the enemy has sown into us what the enemy attracts and draws our gauge towards and that can look completely different from person to person but when God is with us when we practice his presence when we get into his presence he stills our hearts and he removes fear from our lives being in his presence removes the fear. He takes it away from us. And again, just picture the imagery of the father and the son or the father and the daughter. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. What does perfect love do? It casts out fear. So those things that we carry, we take it to Jesus and we get into his presence and we say, come, take it. And so this Christmas, receive the Prince of Peace. And I really mean, it's not just words. This is not just the Bible. And I don't mean that flippantly. These are things that we practice. That we practice. We don't practice this, they're just words, right? Receive the Prince of Peace. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation... By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I've been doing this the last four, five nights. I've been simply doing this, what I do with my children, and I encourage you, if this applies to you, I would put my hand here and I'd just simply say, Come, Lord Jesus, just come. As if it were me standing at the front and someone beside me praying for me. I'm praying for myself. I'm just saying, come. Come by the power of your Holy Spirit. Bring the Prince of Peace and the love of the Father. Three in one. I'll take three. One's good, but I'll take three. All in one. There's the whole thing on the Trinity for you in ten seconds. Just come, bring your peace. I give you that that's annoying me. I give you that that's bothering me. I give you those words that were spoken. I 
choose not to accept that. I choose to accept your voice. I choose to accept the things you say about me. Come, peace, peace. And I just receive. And I've been doing that as a practice. Practicing the presence. Practicing the presence. That's just one thing. Folks, all these, all these things that we talk about, guys, if we don't do anything with them, they're just words. With things we need to do. And so this Christmas, receive the Prince of Peace. Chantal. Um, we're just going to share communion together now. And um, whenever I was thinking about communion, I was thinking about sitting around a table. And some of us will be doing that a lot in the next few weeks. We'll be maybe going out for a Christmas do with our work or having family around on Christmas Day or Boxing Day or whatever. And we'll be sitting around tables sharing food together and some of those will probably be really fancy tables, extravagant tables. A lot of us will stuff our face and have lots of food. But this is a very simple table that we're gathering around today and it's simply to remember what God has done. And I wanted to read out this Advent communion um, thing I found. Who is invited to the Lord's table? All are invited, the young and the old, the rich and the poor, the lowest and the least, sinners and saints together in communion. Come, find your place here, where there are no strangers or foreigners, only brothers and sisters in the sight of God. Why do we give thanks at this table? We give thanks because Jesus showed us the way. We give thanks because Jesus is the way. Jesus was a gift from God, the world. He was called Emmanuel, God with us. He came to save us from our sins. Jesus lived a life of thankfulness and gave his life as a sacrifice for many. We give thanks that he is our Savior, Christ the Lord. Why do we eat and drink at this table? We eat because on the night before Jesus died, he ate with his friends. He gave them bread and he said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. At that same meal, he took a cup of wine and said, drink this cup. This is the blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. What do we remember at this table? We remember Jesus' birth and his presence as God with us. We remember Jesus' life and love. We remember Jesus' suffering and death on the cross. We remember the resurrection and the promise of life. We, were, we remember that we are waiting in hope to see Jesus again. So I'm just going to pray, um, and then we're going to share communion together. Um, there'll be stations here and here. Um, is there a certain thing? Um, there's gluten-free bread over there for people who need that. So let's pray together. God of grace, thank you for this bread and this wine and for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. God of hope, fill us with your spirit today that we might have the wisdom to understand the mystery of this table and the depth and height and breadth and length of your love for us. Through this meal, strengthen us to be followers of Jesus, a community of peace in a broken world. Amen.
So whenever you're ready, guys, just feel free to go one of the stations and line up and we're going to um, remember what God has done together.